on Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PFF this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. It is the PFF betting podcast week 11. Uh, kind of, kind of went out basically like a win in, right? 25 to zero Patriots beat down on Thursday night football uh, and the Buccaneers took care of business against the New York Giants 30 to 10 on Monday night football. But in between there, we had a lot of quality games, a lot of quality betting opportunities. So Eric, how did PFF green line from both NCA and NFL do here in week 11 slash week 12 of, of the NCA season? Yeah, it was a bang up effort by the models here. I know George and I have struggled on our on our Sunday morning picks, um, but uh, week nine, six point five five units against close. Week ten, eight point two six units against close NFL, and then week eleven, seven point eight nine units this past week with the under here uh, with Giants uh, versus Tampa Bay landing, even though it was an underdog in game. Um, that uh, was uh, a pretty good week on the on the NFL side uh, for the year. It's up 12 units, um, and in the last was it five weeks, 31. Right. Um, so a very uh, solid showing. Who knows if that will regress? Um, but very good there. And then in college football, it was up 16.94 units, um, and now it's back to uh, one unit up on the year. And so, uh, despite week eight giving up some minus 21 unit week, we've uh, gotten back to the black there on both NFL. Uh, and college football, so it's been it's been good. And Ben, I feel like we've even run good on some other things, right? right? I mean, I, we were watching college football, um, obviously on the PFF um, live college show, uh, which airs every Friday morning at eleven. Uh, I gave out the degenerate bet of the week of the Ottawa Red Blacks getting thirteen and a half. It closed at twelve and a half, and the Ottawa Red Blacks losing at halftime by fifteen, come back and actually win right. outright. Um, so that was pretty. That was fun the game me. of the week, in my opinion, for sure. It was a lot of fun to swim. And, so. <laughs> and we rolled that into sa- Saturday, where both backup quarterbacks are playing. Um, Calgary Stampeders, Winnipeg um, Blue Bombers, Win- Winnipeg, basically the one seed, you know, and the favorite at, at even money on FanDuel to win the uh, CFL championship. Um, both teams were playing their backups after about a drive, and it got to about tw- what was it, twelve nothing midway through the fourth quarter. And it went field goal, uh, deep touchdown out of nowhere to cover at least the plus four. And then they got the ball back uh, and not only covered the plus four, but one right. outright. So it was, a, it was a charmed existence for us. This yeah, definitely. So not only were both NFL and NCAA green line up, but the best part about our weekend was betting Canadian Football League. So you know it was a great weekend all around. It definitely felt like it, especially you know from my perspective. I think the one... The only loss, really, of course, was the PFF forecast lock of the week. Unfortunately, uh, Packers seemed like 
They didn't necessarily get a ton of breaks in that particular matchup against the Vikings. That was the only one that really sticks out to me as the last. The rest of them uh, rolled in here quite nicely. So after a little bit of a you know rough start uh, Thursday night football with the Atlanta Falcons, I definitely think things definitely came home. And I'm feeling pretty good about uh, the direction of PFF Green Lines modeling in general, especially at the NCAA level. So make sure you, you know check that out. We're going to have NFL Green Line out here when you guys are listening to this podcast. Uh, so make sure you get on some of those early week Thanksgiving bets as well. <coughs> but yes, what what are you seeing kind of, Eric, from, you know, the NCAA green line perspective? You know, we got games basically across Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, are you seeing any value opportunities that you've already bet uh, heading into week 13 there? Yeah, I know this is like, you know, famous last words, but I have taken um, the uh, Ball State Buffalo under 58 and a half. Um, Buffalo has played some games to the under, uh, that's Maction. That's, uh, you know, as you're listening to this tonight, um, and, uh, Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, I also took under 62 and a half Northern Illinois, a team, uh, not particularly in well endowed offensively, um, runs the ball 60% of the time and they get, you know, negative 0.08, uh, expected points added per play in the run game. Western Michigan's fine. Uh, the quarterback grades. Okay. Um, but, uh, 62 and a half, you know, I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a little bit of an under there uh, as well. I, I, you know, that that's, you know, if you're looking for something to generally bet on Tuesday, um, you know, maybe, maybe the parlay of the, those two unders there. Um, Thursday, you have San Jose state uh, at home against Fresno state. I think the, the shine is worn off Fresno state a little bit. I would probably look at San Jose state um, in that one. Uh, so that's what I like in Tuesday and Thursday. I know that there's a number of games uh, Friday, um, you know, this week as well. Um, and obviously, I want to talk to you a little bit, Ben, about our Iowa Hawkeyes against my Nebraska Cornhuskers. Adrian Martinez and Nebraska was favored by three and a half. And then the announcement today um, that Adrian Martinez was not going to play. This number has moved four and a half points um, and, and four and a half key points, right? Or, or actually five points now um, to Iowa minus one and a half. Um, through three, through, you know, obviously zero, which doesn't matter in college football. Um, but this was one where I looked at that and I said, okay, this this is going to be interesting here. Total on the game, 41. The, this is interesting because a lot of us, if you follow the PFF Daily Betting, pod, or betting Podcast, um, you have some Hawkeyes to win the Big Ten West, right? Well, for, what, for that to happen, Iowa has to go on the road, beat Nebraska now. They are favorites to do so. And then you're my... Everybody's Minnesota Golden Gophers at home as seven-point underdogs need to beat Wisconsin for just the second time, 2003. Yeah, and I don't feel great about the Gophers' uh, opportunity of beating Wisconsin right now. That's kind of the spot. I do think Iowa is playable even out to one and a half, two and a half. I do think we'll maybe see you know a movement all the way up to three here for this Friday kickoff game, but I don't buy into uh, the Gophers being able to come anywhere close to upsetting Wisconsin. Maybe that's just a little bit of the pessimistic Minnesota sports fan in general, but I don't think the axe is going to be coming home here. We haven't seen it uh, in quite some time, and I just don't see it happening here again in 2021. Mainly based on the you know how Tanner Morgan has played. Uh, I know it would. I know it feels like a pipe dream not right now, but I think uh, the door is basically closed on Iowa to play for that Big Ten title game. Uh, and who knows? I think whoever does match up against Ohio State in that Big Ten championship game is going to get uh, probably truck sticked basically into next week because I do think uh, Ohio State kind of looks like the juggernaut right now, right? So we'll see. What do you what do you make of, you know, our latest simulation? Do you think there's any 
uh, potential value spots uh, in any NCA futures or anything like that? Yeah, we're still way too low, possibly relative to the market on Georgia right. and, and Ohio State right now. Actually, interestingly, Georgia's minus 120 uh, to win the college football playoff. We have them at 34%. We've sort of hung tight there. Um, you know, 34%. We have a 99% chance to win the college football playoff. So 34% is basically take the square root of that number, and that's basically what we'd make them in both of their games on average, right? And so the square root of 34 is 58. Um, so, you know, you think about that and say, okay, well, uh, who's Georgia going to get in round one? They're probably going to be heavy favorites in round one, but at the same time, you know, Georgia's not exactly like, you know, and, and I guess this is my opinion more than it is the marketplace's opinion, but like, I don't necessarily believe Georgia is this team that, you know, is like Alabama right. past, right? Like, I, I don't think that they're a team that, you know, where they go up against Cincinnati or they go up against Notre Dame or they go up against, um, you know, who is it going to be? Michigan, possibly. I don't think this George is necessarily, you know, humongous favorites in that game. Like, for example, we have Georgia 34 points better than the average team in neutral field. We have Michigan at 21 and a half. Michigan beats Ohio State, makes it into the college football playoff. That's probably going to be 23, 24, right? right? And so George is an eight, nine point favorite. Um, you know, you look at an eight, nine point favorite on the betting market, um, you know, the money line on that game, we look at, for example, Ohio State, Michigan, the money line on that game is plus 250, right? So you're not talking about a, a you know, it, it's not that bad, right? And um, that that's kind of where I see it with Georgia. I, the market disagrees for sure at minus 120. And the other place where we're off is, you know, Ohio State is now the second favorite, three to one. Um, we, we make it more uh, like four to one. Um, and, and so we're a little low there. We're a little high relative market on Alabama. Alabama, we make just a point and a half worse than Georgia on a neutral. We've already seen the market come out and say that Georgia would be favored by three on a neutral against Alabama. So uh, we're 1.5 points right. off there. Um, so Alabama is probably, if you believe us, Alabama would probably be this, you know, the place to go. But I would say, like, if you actually think that Alabama, you know, at four to one, four to one is not as is not good enough necessarily of a payout to to just not bet Alabama plus three against Georgia in the SEC title. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, I, I think I'd rather just bet that. Um, and then if they win that game, there's a number of different ways they win that game, and you're still getting, you know, you're not getting four to one in 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 the uh, you know college football playoff market, but you're getting something decent. We also have Cincinnati at nine percent. I think that's a little bit high. Um, but Cincinnati is, you know, um, very much the fourth best team in the country. We have them as 25 points better than the average team on a neutral, 2.2 points better than Notre Dame, uh, who is sixth. Oklahoma, I we still have a pretty high rating on Oklahoma, despite their loss to Baylor. So that that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, definitely. And I agree. I do think the play, if you do like Alabama, is probably just to roll in a number of different bets, right? Because even if they do lose to Georgia in that SEC championship game, there is still, you know, a path for them to probably get in the college football playoffs just based on what has happened, you know, outside of the realm. We should see Cincinnati slide in that scenario as well. But I think Alabama, Ohio State in that scenario playing for the two versus three seed, two versus three seed, we're going to see Ohio State potentially favored in that matchup against Alabama as well. That's not necessarily where our, you know, power rankings points has them at. But I do think... Um, if that happens, Ohio State will be favored in that two or three spot. And I think uh, from there, you're probably just rolling in Alabama bets. So I definitely like a, probably a wait-and-see approach. But you are saying you think 
Uh, you think Cincinnati is going to be in this college football playoff? Is that basically what we're boiling down to right now? Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged to Snap last week. Go check out the highest-graded players from Week 11. Look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 12. What do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and College Football betting dashboards, grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, a player prop tool which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Yeah, I mean, they so Cincinnati, we have them. Uh, we actually like them on the betting market this week um, against ECU on the road, 13 and a half. Like, I've already placed a bet on Cincinnati. Um, so they win that game, obviously. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of people liked SMU. I bet SMU last week, um, you know, that obviously they didn't even come close to winning that football game against Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati's first, you know, sort of impressive win in a long time. But you look at where this stands. I mean, Cincinnati's, for all intents and purposes, is going to play Houston in the in the uh, in the AAC, uh, AAC title. I think that's actually determined. Um, we would make that on a neutral. It's not on a neutral, right? The the AAC title games can be played here in Cincinnati. Um, we would make that game uh, basically what we have Cincinnati about nine points better than Houston on a neutral. Um, so add maybe two and a half points to that. So it's eleven and a half or so. So they're going to be double digit favorites. They win that game. Um, I mean, it's, you're going to be hard pressed to leave them out considering, you know, how much Oregon got bludgeoned, you know, obviously how much Oklahoma lost, um, you know, the other day to, uh, Baylor and then, you know, Notre Dame, like it's the head to head thing, right? Notre Dame's path to the college football playoff is somebody else messing up, right? It's Cincinnati messing up. Um, it's Ohio state losing to, to Michigan and then, you know, making a case that they're better than Michigan. Um, it's Alabama losing convincingly to Georgia, to Georgia in the right. SEC title game and, and not getting in as a two-loss team. Um, that's Notre Dame's path, and I think that's reasonable. I that we give them a forty-five percent chance of making it because you know, they're heavily favored this week, they, and they don't have a they don't have a conference title game. They really um, have you know a decent number of outs that they're you know they have relatively low number of outs that they're responsible for. And again, like with Ohio State, like. They still have to take care of business right. against Michigan, and it's not trivial. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of possibility for Notre Dame. I definitely agree with that. We will see. Obviously, we're both really excited about where this NCAA football season lands. Has been pretty chaotic, definitely near, near the top. I do think, like Eric said, not not a ton of betting value on Georgia. We're lower on them than market expectation. If you buy into that, uh, there are a number of other opportunities that you can potentially profit off of that line of thinking. So make sure you check that out. NCAA Power Rankings page updated weekly with our simulation that's already good to go here for week 13 uh, but we'll see so i know you know we got the turkey day thanksgiving slate happening here eric we also got you know a lot of college football happening over the next few days as well and uh canadian football league playoffs kick off here on sunday if you were locking in one and only one best bet for the people what is your spot that you are currently hitting right now for the pff betting podcast yeah i'm there have not been any CFL lines that have come out, so obviously you're not Man. getting any of that, unfortunately. I know. Um, and I'm going to leave, obviously, uh, you know, Saturday to you and Trash. Saturdays for the boys, uh, as, as they say. So 
Um, of the Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday games, I, I have to go with this one. Um, I like it a lot. I'm going to go with Iowa laying a point and a half in Nebraska. You know, Scott Frost knows how to cover as an underdog. Does not know how to right, win. Right. So, as a so you are fading the alma mater, going with the Iowa. I like to see it. Obviously, big fan of that. I do think. Do think they're playable? Probably all the way out to you know minus two and a half. If he gets out to three, that's probably where you got to pause at. But we will see. I do think Adrian Martinez definitely matters to the Nebraska Corners Huskers offense, especially given the fact you know he's been able to take care of the ball pretty well. Obviously, Iowa relies heavily on their defense, so we could see you know one or two significant turnovers. Uh, and that's really going to be probably the story in this matchup. So anything for the NFL Thanksgiving slate? I know you and George wrote up, uh, you know, a little play teaser, potentially Cowboys tease down uh, to one and a half with the Las Vegas Raiders. Roll that into maybe a Sunday slate or something like that. Is there anything you see uh, otherwise from that Thursday slate? Maybe a prop that hasn't necessarily been released yet, but you're going to be on no matter what the price is, or what are you kind of seeing uh, in those three games? Yeah, well, in, in those three games, I, I'm. It's tough. It's I tough. know this. I'm looking at Buffalo minus four and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I and I don't know. You know, obviously Greenlander will release tomorrow. Um. You know, we're not. I'm not necessarily great at predicting that, but I think Buffalo is a lot better than New Orleans. I think they're going to see their best. Yeah, here. definitely. I think we have to see their best, right? Obviously, a little bit of a show me game coming up for Buffalo. I like to get on the front end of that a little bit, uh, and I just don't buy into the Saints. I haven't basically all year. Obviously, you no know, Jameis Winston matters a pretty decent amount to them. Uh, didn't perform here in week 11, so we will see what happens. I know a lot of people are already hating on the Thanksgiving slate, but it's football. It's Thanksgiving. What more could you ask for? So make sure you check out you know, all the great content we have at pff.com. We've got the forecast out from yesterday. They're going to have another episode dropping before that Thursday slate, so if you want any last-minute props or anything like that, make sure you check that out. Check out the PFF Betting Podcast. It's coming later in the week with Kevin Cole uh, from Ben Brown, joined by Eric here. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.